This episode of the podcast is sponsored by the greatest match in professional wrestling, Isaac Newton versus Fig Newton. The mega powers explode! When I came to you with those calculations, we thought we might start a chain reaction that would destroy the entire world. I remember it well. What happened? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, those who identify as non-binary, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast, <coughs> oh god, I'm still sick, uh, that would drop a bomb on Hiroshima and Nagasaki and then not get any credit for it. Wow. You, you just went really hard on that one, huh? Yep. Really putting us out there. Yep. I'm Matt. I'm Zach. And today we're here to talk about Oppenheimer. I totally forgot that I'm the one that picked this, so now yeah. I have to pull up the information. Yeah, now you have to do. It. It's not Son like there's a like a bitch billion people in this movie either that you have to fucking I'm gonna, try and I'm get. I'm get the out. ones that have more than three lines. So not Josh Peck. Yes, Josh Peck can stay away. Mm-hmm. One of the Safdie brothers is him, though. Yes, which I think is weird. He says a lot. He does a lot. Yeah, he is. He's a pretty integral character. God damn it, I don't want the fucking... Okay, there we go. Film. IMDb, man. I, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it. I can talk about my own... We talk about our own synopsis. I just want to pull up the cast. Mm-hmm. So, this was directed by Christopher Nolan. Came out last year, 2023. Which is weird to say. So, you have Cillian Murphy as J. Robert Oppenheimer. Emily Blunt as Catherine Oppenheimer. Matt Damon as Leslie General Leslie Grove. Robert Downey Jr. as Rear Admiral Louis Strauss. Florence Pugh as My girl. Jean Tatlock. <sighs> Safety man. Put in uh, put Josh, in the Safety brother. God damn it. What, Casey Affleck was in this? What? Yeah. Where? I don't when? know. <laughs> uh Ka- oh, Casey Affleck was the um the Boris Pash? The, he was the general that was like assigned to like infiltrate if uh Oppenheimer was a Oh yeah, a fascist oh, or yeah, not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, that was the fascist, one that you were. Well, communist, yeah. Uh, yeah, come on. But that was the one that you were like, yo, where have I seen him before? Yeah. That was Casey Affleck. There we go. Rami Malek as David L. Hill. Uh, God damn it! Hmm? So many fucking people in this movie. Jason Clark as Roger Rob. Uh, yeah. Safty man. I'm fine. I don't know where he is. <laughs> There's so many fucking people. Safty. Oh, no, I can't find it. Oh, god damn it. And that's our time, basically. And there's our time, everybody. I hope you enjoyed our discussion on Oppenheimer. Uh, Gary Oldman is Harry Truman, <laughs> which we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. There's so many fucking people in this movie. Oh, don't forget Gary Oldman. I just said that. I just said that. I'm sorry. I was, like, <laughs> barely paying attention. Yeah, thanks, man. Really just... Benny Safty is Edward Teller. Thank you. You're it, ta- it takes two people to do this. All right, so what's this movie about? This movie is about J. Robert Oppenheimer, who the inventor of the atomic bomb. And a very, very well done stylized version of showing just his fame and his creation of the bomb. And then essentially afterwards where he gets accused for being a communist Mm -hmm. and rejected by the U.S. government. Mm -hmm. So this movie... What'd you think? Let's I, really, just, I really like this movie. Are we going to talk I about how long too. it is? We're going to talk about how long it is? Let me just say. Okay, go ahead. Two things. Two things. He's got two things, everybody. One, I think this is Christopher Nolan's best work yet. Yeah, this is fantastic. Yeah. This Which is, is amazing. I love that, like, in this, like, in this day and age, mm-hmm. like, 
he he still makes a movie and it's still great. Yeah, like, I heard the same thing with Scorsese in the last movie he made. Oh, The Irishman? No, no, uh, come on, Zach, The Killer of the Flower Moon. Oh or yeah, whatever. yeah. I, I heard that. that people were saying like that's his best movie ever. That's also like, three hours long. Yeah, I know, and I'm like, this is great. I love this era that like these old time directors can still be fantastic. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I think that this is his best work yet. Um, just in terms of like stylization, uh, overall storytelling. Um, the amount of actors that he got for this film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a star-studded cast. Yeah. Uh, also, too, this is probably m- my favorite biopic film besides Wolf of Wall Street. I mean, I do... Little known fact, too, is that I really do love like World War II as like, a time period mm-hmm. and like, the history that comes with this, too. And I feel like this does such a fantastic job it's not really talking about the war, but it's talking about like the politics around the war, yeah, which is fantastic. I love it, this stuff. It's really well done in a way that like it's it's a side project to it, but like it's still um, it's a side pro- like it's a side story to it, but it's still like something where it builds off of it and it becomes like very fluent and natural within the story. So yeah, like with that, it just feels like very important to like the overall story. Mm-hmm. Um, also, too, I could be stupid, but like, no, I I I swore Albert Einstein was not this like close in generation to us being alive. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> I thought he was like nineteen tens. Like, like, really, but really yeah, early that, on. When do you? Oh God, we have to do this again. We did the same thing with fucking Blood and Gold. Yeah. When do you think World War Two was? Was it like the forties? Yes. It was yes. The 40s. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So if he's nineteen ten. Yeah, I thought that he was like. <laughs> That's not that far I away. I thought he was old in nineteen ten. No, it's fine. I thought that he was like dying in the twenties. No. Yeah, that was weird for me. Yeah, that was weird. But yeah, like probably my favorite biopic film um, besides Wolf of Wall Street. Because like the big thing that I have against biopic films is usually they're they're done in a way where it's like it's either too close to like what actually happened, which nine times out of ten is not like an interesting ending. Right. I, I love that like, too because it, it's, yeah, it's either like so accurate that it's boring. Yeah. Because <laughs> like I think of like House of Gucci where it's like, oh, he got shot and then it's just like black screen and text of like what happened next. And it's yeah. like, uh, or most of the time they try to do it in a way where it's like they fabricate the truth heavily to make it like a story. Right. And then it kind of loses its objectivity. Yes. But like the way that this one is done where it's like it ends with like that callback to Robert going to talk to Albert Einstein. I love that scene. And like That's such we an act- amazing way to end this. Yeah. Like we actually get like what he had said like to Albert that like made him like worried. Yeah, it caused a chain reaction. Yeah, like that was a really cool idea to me where like it it was done in such a way that like it's a biopic and like you get all of the accurate things that happen to it, but it's ended in the way of like a movie that feels like a satisfying ending. Yeah, and I feel like it also comes into this place too of like just giving credit to like Christopher Nolan as a storyteller and a director. Because mm-hmm. like we were saying too, it's like this movie is paced fantastically. It works so well together. And even then, it's like it's, it's able to pull the story in such a really captivating way. 
like going back and forth between like the courtroom and then like his life and then mm-hmm. the black and white flashbacks and then it's like of like which is essentially modern day and it's like there's there's so much that ties in together the story that mm-hmm. it's like it's it's engaging yeah it's really, really easy to watch this i really like how like they do the whole like black and white for like more modern day-esque stuff yeah where it's like the he does it in a way where it's like switching in between scenes that it feels like very fluent where like you can understand like what's like the time period taking place of like him trying to figure out the bomb and then also like the the political side of like him being accused of everything and it's cool too about like how they do it where it's like there will be scenes of like like in the beginning part of the movie that are in black and white and then it's like we'll get to that scene and it's in color and it's like oh cool well this is the part that we're at then and it's like it's nice to see that it's like here's these moments of time and they all work together to continue the story moving forward. Yeah, and it feels like when it's the the black and white versions where it's like there is no gray area, like it's all just like there's facts and then there's lies, mm-hmm. like just straight out. Like it, it, it's a cool way to like depict the scenes where like it, f- it feels more like you're getting the cold hard facts and then people trying to like fabricate things rather than just, like, a story of, like, you have to try and figure out what's going on with it. Right, and for anybody who doesn't know, too, that this is based off of a book, um, American Prometheus, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's a lot, too, that speaks to, like, Oppenheimer's life and, you know, like, these different moments, and it's, like, a lot of research has been put into this, and it's nice to see, like, Nolan adapt that. Um, so it's it's really great, too. I think, like I said, you know, like, for anybody who's going into this, it's a long movie. Ooh, three hours. Oh, my God. Um, and I know even, too... St- I, I hate when people are like that, too. I know. Me, too. Because, like, I like long movies. Me like too. There's nothing wrong with that. As long as they're paced well. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of There Will Be Blood, which is three hours long. Right. Because it's paced very well. Yeah, and that's the nice thing about this movie is that it is paced really well. Mm-hmm. I remember speaking about this with my wife, and I was just like, oh, you know, like, maybe this stuff with, like, Florence Pugh, you know, like, could have been taken out. But it's like, is there's still... But then as I was sitting there and it's like, well, if that got taken out, then it's like two of my favorite scenes would be taken out. Yeah. Where it's like one where Kitty's just like staring daggers into Oppenheimer. And it's like that scene of like her riding him. That was really cool. Oh, my God. The hate that she had. Like fucking round of applause to Emily Blunt. She was amazing in this. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other part, too, where it's like when Oppenheimer finds out about her death. And it's like because the book talks about this, too, where it talks about like. Nobody knew if it was a suicide or if she was killed. And yeah. it's like how... I don't, I'm sure you caught that too. Like that split moment where it's like this black love that's like yes. drowning her. Yeah. And so it's like, it, I love that. That's so fucking cool to yeah, show that. It, it was cool where it's like, again, you don't know. Yeah. Just like in the book, you don't know whether or not like it was a suicide or she was killed. But for... Because like, again, she was a communist. So it's yeah. like, it could have been like... It totally could have happened. Yeah. And for Christopher Nolan to show that in between like Oppenheimer's rambling of like, there's no name on the note. Like, I just talked to her. And it's like, seeing that cut in between, it's like, that's fantastic stuff yeah like, it's and to you what you were saying before as well like it's it's really refreshing and nice that it's like this point like in the year of our lord 2024 where it's Mm-mm. like i get to sit down and watch a movie and be like this is one of my favorite scenes in a movie ever yeah with like like everything in like the second half of this mm-hmm. of like them completing the bomb testing it it gets shipped off it works like all of that was 
incredible. I think it's yeah. some of the best cinema I've seen in a while. Yeah, again, like I think the the visuals and the sound effects are like top oh, notch. Yeah. Which and the lack of sound effects at times. Yeah, which Christopher Nolan has always been really good when it comes to like visuals and sound effects. Like yeah. he always kind of knows like when to put in something, when to have like a big explosion esque thing. Um, and when to have it like reeled back like we talked about like earlier on like in the beginning first couple of scenes where it's like the um like when robert is kind of having these visions of like explosions and it's like stuff like that is really cool again like the sound effects stuff like after the bomb like is tested and goes off and it's just pure silent i know i love that and then you get like the gust of wind that comes through as it pushes everybody back and my favorite scene in the movie too where it's like after they drop the bomb and it's like robert's going in there to like give his speech and it's like how it's that like that is one of my favorite scenes in the like movie it's like deafening around him and it, you can just hear him talk and then it'll like cut to like some screams and you'll see like the background shake mm-hmm. and i love as he's walking out where it's like well this person's flesh is charred and then this woman who looks like she was cheering is now crying and it's like he steps on a body and it's like it's an amazing way of showing like what who Oppenheimer is like he was a theorist yeah and it's like how many times do they talk about that in the movie of like he just had a theory and theories are meant to just be explored they're not always like put to practice it's Mm -hmm. just like here's an idea and how much too for him it's like this was just more of an idea yeah rather than like something that he actually wanted to create because how many times did he say that where it's like he was like, I didn't intend for this to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't want this to happen. I was just pursuing science. And it's like, that's, it's amazing. There's so much yeah. great character stuff in this movie. There's a really cool line that sums that up too of just because we're building it doesn't mean we get to decide how it's used. Right. And it's like, yeah, like they, ultimately they got signed on to build this bomb. But like afterwards, the regret of all of them where it's like, we made something to end all wars like we made an atomic bomb like something that like could easily destroy the entire earth and i like that too where it's like they they poke fun on like taking the bets of like oh it goes into the atmosphere and destroys the atmosphere nights the atmosphere becomes a like burns the whole world which is very scary and very true like they didn't know like how powerful this thing was going to be and how containable it was going to be but then even too it's like how it feeds into the arms race and the cold war Mm -hmm. and the fact that it's like because they built this it's not an anomaly it's not like that's it it's like now everybody is building nuclear weapons and of course like that's the chain reaction yeah it's now that that. everybody is going to have like some way shape or form of getting this information to like use against one another yeah and i like that too where it's like it started with hitler and like trying to build it to stop him and like realizing that like he's not taking any other like scientists other than germans on like how to build it right so so that prolonged, like, how he could end up, like, making it. But then you get, like, the Russians are, like, on their tail of, like, trying to make it. And then the Japanese afterwards that, like, are still holding out because they sided with Hitler. So it's, like, trying to, like, do almost the same thing of, like, building the bomb and, like, using it against one another. Mm-hmm. And us making it and then starting like you said like a chain reaction where like everybody can now make it right and then here it is too that it's the the fear of nuclear threat like Mm -hmm. that's ultimately what the cold war created and i like how this movie talks about that too where it's like how then oppenheimer then went into the political scene Mm because he's like he doesn't want people to 
just use these. And it, how many times, too, like he mentioned where it's like, well, why don't we share this information with Russia? They're our allies. And it's like everybody yeah. was like, no, because we want to have the bomb. And it's like. And again, that fear this of. This is where it led. The fear of communism with the Cold War. Yep. Because then Russia became our enemies. Yeah. And that's that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. So, man, I, I really like this, too. I also want to say as well, like mm-hmm. Strauss, like Robert Downey Stouse. Jr. Strauss. 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 Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. I love this. His character is great. You know what I was thinking, too, after we got done with this? I was like, what a fucking politician. What a petty fucker to, like, do this whole shit afterwards to, like, try and fuck over Oppenheimer just because he made a joke about him. Yeah. But I love that, too, because of, like, how in the beginning part of this movie, it's, like... He's framed in such a way of, like, he's supportive and he's sympathetic mm-hmm. and he's, like, understanding of the scientific community. And it's, like, how the movie goes on further and further. And it's, like, no, he's just using them for his own political gain because he's a politician. Yeah. And then here it is is that you find out he's the one that concocted this evil idea to really fuck over Oppenheimer. Right. To, to, to besmirch his name so mm-hmm. then he wouldn't be credible. And, yeah, like, how everything transpired from that, too was like, man, what a fucking great job of writing a character, of making him seem so good and then, like, becoming so evil. And I yeah. love the line, too, like, after he loses, because Rami Malek is, like, yeah, you're calling Hill. him out. Yep. Or it's like, he was like, well, maybe they were just talking about more important things that day between, like, Oppenheimer and um, Einstein. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, maybe you're not that important. And yeah. it's just like, oh, I love that. Because mm-hmm. it's like, here it is, is that he held on to this hate and resentment for so long that allowed him to then just, like, want to destroy Oppenheimer when it was essentially just him. Yeah. Like, it was all him just being the person he is. Yeah. It's like, man, great stuff in this movie. Yeah, this this movie is definitely, like, top tier. I can see why it won, like, so many awards. Mm-hmm. Um, again, also, too, yeah. real quick, I, I, like, I would be amiss if I didn't talk about, like, the Emily Blunt when she's in her, like, when she gets on trial. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, That's dude, a great scene. how she fucking, like, eviscerated the prosecutor. Yeah. Uh, great stuff. Yeah, I forgot his name. Rogers or something yeah. like that. But, like, for her to just be, like, I was a communist 16 years ago. Sorry, 17. Sorry, 18 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, how having no fucks. And I love that, too, because of how, like, messy their relationship is. Yeah. But, like, in that scene of Oppenheimer being, like, we're adults. Like, we're going to stick through this together. And mm-hmm. it's like showing her loyalty. Yeah, because there was a lot of shit where it's like she should have left. Yeah, but she stayed through. And mm-hmm. it's like that's that's really impressive. Between like the gene shit and then also like all of the shit that he got involved with, with the bomb. Mm-hmm. And it's like him being like such a womanizer. Because they touch on it, but they don't like make it a full thing with the story. Where it's like he's constantly like flirting with different women. Yeah. Which... Is cool. There's a lot of subtlety to this film that there I really, that I enjoy. Like it never, it never does like too much to lose focus over the fact of like the communism um, side story and then like the oval overall arcing story of like building the bomb and like yeah. what the aftermath of it is. It's very cool. No, I, I love this movie. Yeah, I, I really enjoy it. There's not really anything that I can say bad about it. Like again. You can say the length, but I like long movies as long as they're paced very well. And this movie was paced very well. So it's like, I don't have anything bad to say about it. No. And like I said, too, like, I'm surprised in the fact that it's like, here it is, is that this movie can be so good, especially this late in Christopher Nolan's career. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give it like, um, ooh, ooh, 
Ooh, I gotta think of something clever. <laughs> oh, Jesus! It's like nine neutrons out of ten. No, you still is good. That's good. Yes, yeah, that's so. good. I'm gonna do nine helium <laughs> out of ten. Yeah, yeah. I really also, like too, this. the themes of this film—it's it, kind of plain out and simple. Like, it's the story of like Prometheus of like yep. stealing fire from the gods and like using it. And so it's like this overarching thing of like ourselves being the greatest threat to humanity yeah and i feel like um einstein's speech at the end really sums that up too where it's like they're gonna give you awards one day Mm -hmm. and it's like but it's for them it's for them to be able to celebrate their accomplishments not yours and progress to their own science and i was like fuck that's so deep to like that idea of like you gave them fire but it's not yours yeah and how shitty too like harry truman i found out that was actually real like he actually said that. Oh yeah, what a fucking prick to him. Yeah, get that crybaby. Don't let that crybaby back in here. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, because after he's like, well, give the land back to the Native Americans, and you can see Harry Truman just like shut down in disgust. Mm. And I'm like, fuck you, man. Yeah, that's awful. But again, cool that it was Gary Oldman because that yeah, man, I know. <laughs> that man knows how to disguise himself just like Tilda Swinton. Yep. All right, cool. That's yeah. Oppenheimer. That's Oppenheimer, man. Really liked it. Yeah, me too. Good movie. Um, Matt, you got a recommendation? Yes, I do, Zach. Yes, I do. So all I want to say to you, Zach. No, yeah, no, no, you're good. Please. Ah, oh, shit, I dropped my phone. Uh, yeah, now who's the idiot? Oh, it's because you were coughing, you fuck. So what I want to say to you is that in the criminal justice system, sexually based offenses um. are considered especially heinous. In New York City, the dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies are members of an elite squad known as the Special Victims Unit. These are their stories. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. Yeah, my recommendation this week is uh, Law & Order, mm-hmm. SVU. Oh, man. Mm-mm. I didn't think I would like this as much. Yeah. But I really, really do. It's so good. It's paced so well. There's great characters. There's so many fluff- flippy moments of mm-hmm. like, well, this person's it. Well, no, this person's it. I told you to. Like, the gall of a show to be like part one. And then, like, next season is part two. And you're yeah. like, oh, yeah, I remember this case. <laughs> oh, shit. It's like, ah, oh. oh, I love it. Law and Order SVU. It's got iced tea. He's great in it. There's a character named Munch who I really like. Mm-hmm. All, all the characters are great. It's mm-hmm. it's so good. And then sometimes it's like a courtroom drama. And then most of the times it's like an actual, like, cop drama. Yeah. It's, I, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm saying anything new here. But, like, man, it's really good. Really fucking good. Been watching and we're on season three now. It's on Peacock, so you can watch it to your liking. There's like twenty five fucking seasons. Mm-mm. So there's plenty of it. And of course it's like drawn from the headlines of like <laughs> news reports where they're like, Oh shit, this happened, we're gonna write a fucking episode about it. it oh, duh. Every, like every episode is good. I can't I don't think I found one yet. Mm-hmm. that like i'm like oh this isn't that great and, like they're all really good and it's it's funny too because of like the amount of stuff that i've seen where it's like there are times afterwards where i'm like i can only watch like one episode like i'm spent yeah <laughs> it's it's so good though and i really really like it so uh yeah that's um that's my recommendation i'm gonna do law and order okay so zach what are we doing next uh we are going to be having a discussion Really just looking back at the year 2023, um, some of our favorite movies that might have come out, some things like progressed that went well with the podcast, so on and so forth. Yeah. So So stick around for that. Zach, this this podcast. It's about to drop a bomb on you (laughs) (laughs) and end. Yeah, we're building it. 
we we we're maybe like ninety nine percent sure that this podcast won't ignite the world when yeah. we upload it. But we got to put it to bed just in case. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Now, Matt. And now I have become death, destroyer of worlds. <laughs>